Welcome to Voice for Choice podcast, the podcast that focuses on China issues with special attention to the Central and Eastern European perspective. I'm your host, Karani Mečková. Joining me today will be Anna Krstinovská. Anna is a Choice Research Fellow and the President of the North Macedonian think tank and consultancy Estima. She is also a Research Fellow at the Greek foundation Eliamep. Previously, she was a State Secretary for European Affairs and Advisor for International Cooperation and First Secretary in the Permanent Mission to the EU within the Government of the Republic of North Macedonia. Hello and welcome. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Today we will discuss Anna's new study which examines China's involvement in the extractive and raw materials industries in the Western Balkans. The paper, co-authored by Vuk Vuksanovic, looks at China's role in the extractive sectors in Albania, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Montenegro, North Macedonia and Serbia. What led you to study China and focus on China professionally? I um, started my career basically in the area of languages. Uh, so I am sinologist by training and my first contacts and professional assignments uh, and educational background was related to uh, Chinese Mandarin language. And then slowly I started to expand my interests in the area of international relations and diplomacy especially. And that is how I ended up working as a, a China scholar. And why Chinese specifically? Why sinology? To be honest, I thought that it was a very difficult language and it was a time when I needed a personal challenge. So I wanted to challenge myself and do something that most people would find difficult. And that is how I ended up uh, studying <laughs> Chinese. Based on your research, uh, would you say that China is an important player in the extractive sector in the Western Balkans? Uh, how big of a role does China's involvement in the extractive industries play in the overall bilateral economic cooperation with the countries of the region? China is an important player in the Western Balkans from every aspect and in um, in every country. And given that um, the area of extractives and raw materials is tightly related to China's interests and priorities in its relationship with other countries, it is naturally an important and ambitious player in, in this um, sector as well. Then I have to say that the region is not homogeneous. Uh, there are quite significant differences in the level of engagement. If we take, for instance, Serbia, which is the regional hub for China's presence um, in the region, we see a very intensive engagement. And then if we take, for instance, Montenegro, we don't see much of, let's say, investments in, in, in this area. But the presence is visible through uh, foreign direct investments as probably the, the most visible um, aspect because China has been working on uh, acquiring significant players in the area of the extractive industries in the Western Balkans. But then it is also visible through the area of trade. And this is the aspect that has been a lot less researched. But our study revealed um, that China uh, exports to China from the region uh, are mostly composed of extractive products and raw materials. And this percentage varies across the countries. But in four out of the five countries, we, we see this percentage going beyond 70, 80 and in some years even above 90%, which is, in my opinion, quite um, problematic because these products are um, depleting the um, environment. Their extraction is a highly polluting um, ac 
activity. And then on the other hand, they do not bring much of an added value in terms of exports. And is that a topic that resonates a lot in the local domestic debates? I think that with the exception of Serbia, it doesn't resonate at all in the other countries. There is very uh, little uh, visibility. And then again, maybe that is because with the exception of Serbia and Bosnia, there is not a lot of controversy surrounding uh, these um, deals or uh, China's presence in the in the extractive industries, with the exception of trade, of course. But then maybe it would sound anecdotal. Uh, there is one uh, Chinese investment in this sector in, in North Macedonia, and uh, the it's about a company that is a huge employer, exporter, uh, a significant uh, percentage, like 3 to 4% of our uh, national uh, GDP. And then again, no one in the country doesn't even uh, know or think about this investment being owned by the Chinese. Because it's indirect ownership, the Chinese company actually acquired the Swiss uh, consortium, which owned uh, the factory in North Macedonia. But then again, even the, the Chinese uh, diplomats in the country, and I had a, an opportunity to talk to them at, at, a, at the reception, were not even aware that this investment is actually Chinese. So there is a lot of um, this cooperation in this sector going uh, under the radar, I would say. And Serbia is probably the only country where you actually see a meaningful debate uh, because the Chinese presence has brought about a lot of controversies. Hmm. And uh, are these cooperation projects framed under the 16 plus 1 or now 14 plus 1 platform? The platform served to put uh, the region of Central and Eastern Europe and the Western Balkans uh, included on the agenda of Chinese policymakers, but also in the uh, in the sight of Chinese companies who somehow became more interested in um, investment opportunities and other business opportunities in the region. So that is how it all started and the cooperation practically intensified with the launch of the um, China CE cooperation platform. But most of the cooperation has been conducted on bilateral basis because the countries do not form a uniform bloc so they have different economic offers that are to different degrees interesting for Chinese um, companies. And then there are also a number of other domestic uh, factors which influence the cooperation. Some countries, for instance, like Serbia, are very much willing to go an extra mile to accommodate Chinese interests, to make um, some concessions or even legal uh, changes that would enable Chinese companies to operate on their market, whereas other countries were not that reluctant in the past, and especially with the growing tensions between China and the US and uh, the global polarization uh, following uh, those tensions, we see that uh, China is becoming increasingly unwelcome. Chinese companies are not that coveted investors in some countries, and here I would put mostly Albania. Hmm. What materials and resources are we really talking about here? And why is China interested particularly in the extraction in this region? Are there some reserves of raw materials that China needs for its domestic production? Is that, a re is that the reason? We actually examine China's interest on a case-by-case -case basis. And uh, the most uh, exported product is copper, both uh, when it comes to Albanian exports and Serbian exports. And copper is something that is very, uh, a material that is very useful in the uh, electronics industry and in construction. 
Then Albania also exports chromium, which is used to improve the qualities of steel and has significant reserves of high quality chromium. That is probably one of the attraction points for Chinese companies. Then the most important uh, export item for Montenegro is aluminium, which is used for kitchen tools, domestic appliances, construction. It has basically a broad um, array of uh, usage. And then finally, wood, that is what is mostly exported from Bosnia, but also to a certain extent from Serbia. And China is the biggest um, consumer of uh, and importer of wood uh, globally. So uh, on one hand, the logic would be uh, economic. So China seeks to satisfy its own needs in terms of these uh, uh, materials, uh, extractives and raw materials. But it is not uh, always the case. Uh, China is, has also invested in the area of oil and steel, but it does not export these uh, commodities from the Western Balkans to China. But these companies export oil and steel elsewhere, mostly on the European market. And this allows Chinese companies to strengthen their uh, market position, to strengthen their presence on the European market, and also to um, use the preferential deals that Western Balkan countries have with the EU in terms of, of trade. And then finally, there is also a political logic, because some of these deals are not always very profitable, at least if we compare them to the, to the size of the Chinese companies that acquired um, these uh, production capacities. But then again, uh, they allow China to be present uh, in the region. And we see that China is thinking on the long term. So sometimes it prefers to own these uh, assets and not do any, uh, not take any significant moves, but still wait for some um, opportunities when it could uh, use or uh, leverage these, um, these assets. And there is finally, in the case of Serbia, uh, China's desire to help and assist the uh, leadership, namely President Vucic and the political elites uh, who are largely um, in favor of um, closer ties with China. And that is why China has been uh, interested in acquiring, for instance, the Smederevo steel mill, but also other uh, business deals because uh, the Serbian leadership is actually willing to uh, to have more Chinese presence in every single area. And just to, to illustrate that, um, if we compare across the region, China is not an important investor, so its um, uh, total stock uh, amounts to maybe less than 2% of the overall stock in the other countries. But then if we talk about Serbia, China holds approximately 20% of all the, the FDI stock, which is a huge number. So can we say that China is basically using FDI in these sectors as a carrot or lack of it as a stick, depending on how friendly the country is towards China? Um, and are the political elites benefiting economically from these projects? I would say that both reasons are valid and it depends on, on, on the case uh, in question. Um, it is true that Chinese FDI, as we can see in the example of Serbia, contribute to uh, maintain or open new, new um, jobs to increase the exports of the, of the companies um, in question. Uh, but then again, if we take some examples, uh, for instance, in the case of Montenegro, China was involved in the overhaul of the Pievlia uh, thermal power plant. And there, uh, the Chinese company worked in consortium 
uh, with a company led by the son of the former Montenegrin president, which implies that there may be something more than, than um, what, what sees the eye. There may be uh, allegations of corruption. But then again, in the region, uh, we have a very dire situation in terms of rule of law. So even when we have these corruption allegations or allegations of some shady deals, most of the time the institutions and even the judiciary are completely under the, um, the power of the executive that these deals are not properly investigated and prosecuted. How are these projects perceived by the local population? Uh, the situation is quite different in different countries. If we take, for instance, North Macedonia or Albania, uh, despite the fact that uh, Chinese companies own uh, these huge production um, capacities and facilities in the area of extractives, there have not been any major controversies. Uh, to the contrary, if we consider the case of Serbia, uh, the two largest uh, companies that were bought and are now operated by uh, Chinese companies are to a large extent controversial. So they have admittedly helped to preserve uh, jobs and maintained the local economy alive. But on the other hand, uh, the over-exploitation of these resources, especially uh, the copper in the um, area of the city of Bor, has led to huge um, environmental uh, impact, pollution. Then again, the expansion of the capacities was not conducted according to all the legal uh, standards. For instance, citizens were deprived of their land without receiving appropriate um, compensation. And then uh, the uh, statistics uh, are very con concerning, especially in terms of, of public health, because if you consider the number of um, malign diseases uh, and cancer in the area of Bor, uh, the, the number skyrocketed since the Chinese company took over the mines. And these um, are some of the aspects that are not always properly factored in uh, the overall uh, balance sheet of, of, of these investments. So they are some, something that cannot be always quantified, uh, but should be taken into account when considering uh, the overall impact that these investments have on the local populations and societies. One of the environmental issues that you have described in the paper is the illegal logging of wood in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Can you tell us a little bit more about China's logging activities in the country? Uh, Bosnia is a country uh, with uh, a huge abundance of, of forests and uh, this type of natural resources. Uh, so in recent years, we have seen an increase in the exports of Bosnian wood uh, to China. This is in principle due to several reasons. On one hand, in China, we see a domestic ban on uh, wood uh, exploitation. So there is an increased demand for importing woods. But since 2020, uh, there, with the war in uh, Ukraine, there has been a disruption in the wood markets and supply chains. There has been a rise on the imports of woods uh, from uh, North America, for instance. And this uh, led the Chinese companies to the um, a necessity to look uh, elsewhere. And uh, according to Chinese statistics, the imports of Bosnian wood have been um, on the rise. And this is worrisome for several reasons. China has been, um, on one hand, 
uh, buying woods from uh, private wood owners and encouraging them to cut more than what they are allowed to do per year. Um, Chinese entrepreneurs have been buying woods that has been sold from the uh, local uh, forest management authorities to local manufacturers at higher prices. And they have been also encouraging illegal logging, which has been on the rise in, in Bosnia and Herzegovina. So all, all these um, factors contribute to serious environmental degradation, uh, increased risks of, um, of flooding, uh, soil erosion, uh, etc. And uh, although this has been um, a topic of concern for civil society activists, there for a long time there was not a proper policy answer. And then when Bosnian authorities finally introduced uh, a ban in June uh, last year on uh, the export of raw woods, trying to somehow uh, limit the, the exports going to China, uh, only two months later, Chinese entrepreneurs found a creative way to circumvent uh, this ban and they um, bought a small wood processing factory near um, Pelagicheva, which uh, allowed them to do some minimal cuts on the, the wood logs and to continue exporting these woods under a different category. So it was not now it was not raw woods, but it was processed woods, but basically it was the same uh, damage. And this situation also contributed to uh, skyrocketing wood prices in Bosnia and local uh, manufacturers, factories, but even local citizens struggled to get wood uh, for reasonable prices. Let's talk about Serbia, which is China's most important partner in the region. How does the cooperation with China looks like in the extractive and raw material sector? Uh, in Serbia, the, the biggest chunk of um, exports uh, towards China uh, falls on uh, copper. So copper is um, exported by Zijin Mining uh, in Ertebe uh, Bor, so this uh, copper producing and smelting um, facility. But then also the Chinese recently acquired another copper and gold uh, mine, and they are likely to seek for similar um, opportunities uh, in, in their relationship with Serbia. But uh, in the case of Serbia, there are also a number of uh, greenfield investments by Chinese companies who want to build production facilities in Serbia. And for the biggest part, uh, there have not been big controversies, but there are several factories like the Linglong Tire Factory, for instance, um, that is said to be a very polluting uh, production capacity. It is said to have been refused in a number of Central European countries. And then Serbia was uh, probably the only country who was willing um, in, in light of the friendly cooperation that they have with China to accept uh, this um, investment. China is basically portrayed as Serbia's biggest ally, biggest uh, trade partner, biggest donor. And although this is far from uh, reality, we know that it is actually the EU that is the biggest trade partner, donor and investor uh, in all of the region, including in Serbia. Uh, Serbian uh, national media, mostly the media outlets that are under significant influence of the ruling uh, coalition, have uh, been propagating these um, inaccurate 
statements and influencing the, the, the popular perception uh, to a point that uh, today, if you ask um, Serbian citizens whether they are prepared to somehow sacrifice or harm uh, their country's relationship with China uh, and join uh, the EU, the majority of them, according to recent service, would say, no, we don't want to join the EU if it means that we need to uh, severe our relationship with China. Um, with the exception of Bosnia and Herzegovina, which received candidate status in 2022, uh, all of the examined countries have opened accession talks to the join the EU. Are there any conclusions to be drawn from your study for European institutions moving forward? Uh, yes, I think that these countries should be um, supported in a way to make their own analysis and assessments of um, their cooperation with China. Uh, I don't think that they are uh, willing to do that without an external incentive or an internal incentive. So that is why I think that um, both civil society in these countries, but also the European partners, should be uh, should encourage a sort of an introspection into the dependencies uh, between these countries and China and what uh, it could mean uh, for these countries if at some point we see deterioration in the relationship between the EU um, and China. Then, uh, on the other hand, there are some also very practical steps that the EU should take in the context of the EU accession process. Uh, for instance, there is chapter 30 on the external uh, relations, uh, which would uh, cover these countries' trade and investment relationship uh, with China, and which would be um, interesting to it would be interesting to actually give some priority uh, to this uh, chapter because it will um, help these countries, for instance, to develop their own investment screening mechanisms and limit China's presence in critical and um, sensitive sectors. Then in the area of environment, I think that there should be some special attention towards the um, environmental aspects of Chinese presence, especially in Bosnia, but also in the, in the other countries. Because most of these countries do not have sometimes the proper legal framework in place, or they do not have the capacities to enforce this uh, legal framework if they uh, already have it. So the EU could also support them to somehow um, minimize or eliminate the negative environmental impact of China's presence. Thank you so much for your analysis, Anna. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Finally, I have one more question, not related to your study. I ask all my guests, what would be their advice for young China scholars? Well, I think that um, from what I see, China uh, scholars, at least in the Balkan region, uh, tend to focus too much on China's actual presence and these visible aspects of Chinese investments, environmental uh, impact, uh, etc. But they somehow neglect the aspect of understanding China. Because basically, if we want to understand what China is doing in the region, if we want to anticipate what China might do next, if we want to understand China's approach, we need to understand China's domestic needs, priorities, this, uh, these linkages between China's domestic policies and external um, policies. So my advice would be for them to focus on uh, reading uh, a lot of um, Chinese uh, media, Chinese sources to understand uh, what, what China is doing uh, globally, domestically, 
And then it would very much help them to provide better analysis about what China is doing in their own countries and regions. On that note, if you are a young professional or a student from Europe, interested in China or China's relations with Europe, you can submit your latest work to Choice as part of our Future Choice initiative. For more information, check our website www.chinaobservers.eu. This was Voice for Choice. If you would like to know more about our work, please do visit our website at chinaobservers.eu. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We hope you'll make the right choice and tune in for the next episode of Voice for Choice.